0: Hawks, Hawks live. live every Thursday from seven to nine live on air on seven hundred and ten ESPN Seattle. Now here are your hosts Michael Bumpus and Paul
1: Moyer. Say it with your chest. It's time to talk that talk with Michael Bumpus and Paul Moyer on Hawks Live.
2: Hey. hey. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time to talk that talk. Me and Moyer are going to square off on some issues. Some things we got to get off our chest, Moyer.
0: All right. I'm going to well, start us off. Let's go with number three first, then. All right, you want to go no, number three? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, let's get let's right just, to w- it. Let's just get right to it. Let's just start <laughs> throwing haymakers.
2: All right, we'll start with some jabs, then. Okay. Okay? The best version of Jamal Adams is yet to come. True or false and why?
0: True. Um... He got his first interception. Yep. Interceptions come in bunches. There's a, there's a pressure I think he put on himself to make plays. they got to make plays. I'm the highest paid safety, yada, yada. He's been balling out, first of all. Yep. I mean, the guy is disruptive in the run game. He's He's playing well they are just not seeing it statistically the last three or four games until he finally got that interception. I think we're playing him at a safety position. They're they're using him to his strengths as well. Where they are doing some stuff where they're dropping you know defensive end outside linebackers into coverage and bringing him off the corner. Um, so his time's going to come when he gets some sack. But I think he's he's a more complete player this year than he was last year.
2: Mm, okay, so you're saying we're going to see a better Jamal
0: Adams. eventually? Well, I think it's just to continue growth. He's playing pretty well. I mean, if you go and put the tape on, he's playing well.
2: Yeah, okay. I'm going to say we already saw the best of Jamal Adams. Set the record. What, nine and a half sacks as a DB? I mm. think that's where he's in his sweet spot. That's where he's in his zone. I think he will continue to get better at attacking the ball out the air. I I never see him as a four, five, six interception type safety. I see him as a guy who wants to get in the box and tackle and hit and do that. And Last year, He did that, and he did it at the highest level any DB has ever done it. So I think we saw the best version of him already, but I think we'll see another version of him that is more conducive to a defense having success. Individually, that's the best we've seen last year.
0: So I guess I would ask you, I get from a sack standpoint, but to me that's narrow. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas this year look, he's starting to play more cover too. He's gotten better at. It. He's playing other. He's playing more. To me, he's more of a complete player uh, because we're playing him at a more traditional safety. Um, I get the numbers there. But to me, it was more narrow because it was really off the blitz. He, the coverage he struggled. Uh, you know, he, he didn't look good in cover too. He's starting to look more comfortable there. So, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll I'll say we we tied that one. <laughs> <laughs> what you got? Oh, man. I'm going to go with this one here. Um, The Seahawks can't win without big games from D.K. Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, which, by the way, six TDs into three wins, five TDs into six losses.
2: Absolutely true. They need big games from these guys to win, and that means Russell Wilson has a big game. Russell Wilson needs to have big games for these guys to win, so that means D.K. and Lockett need to have big games. See how that's connected right there? Mm -hmm. Russell and D.K. and Lockett are connected to the hip. And right now this office is looking like they need to be a pass-first offense. We don't know the the health of Chris Carson. You got Alice Collins back there who had one good game as a starter, 20 carries, um, 100 yards against the Steelers. No disrespect to Alice Collins. I just don't see him being able to do that every single week. What I can see is Tyler Lockett and DK or vice versa, whoever, one of those guys having a big game every week and Russell Wilson leading the charge. For this team to go forward, and win ball games. You got to rely on those two. Absolutely true.
0: Yeah, I, I don't have a wish. If I had a wish list, or I, I don't know if that's the right term, but if I thought, oh, gee, our running game was awesome and our def- our offensive line was playing exceptional, um, then I would say, no, we don't need a big game from them. We can just control the clock, move the, the sticks, uh, run the ball well, play great defense. It just hasn't happened. We we haven't won without big games from either dk or tyler or in russell wilson as well so i'm going to say right now you're right we that doesn't mean we got to go crazy but they got to have big game. they got to have eight catches 100 yards and a touchdown yeah. we we've got to have big plays it's too hard for us right now to go 12 plays 80 yards you know we still got to score easy
2: million dollar question moyer mm. name the biggest problem with the Seahawks offense
0: scoring. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think right now it's, it's the inconsistency um, of the big plays, the check downs, the te- up tempo, the, the quick passing game. So to me, it's the biggest problem I see is we're still not taking what the defense gives them. Mm-hmm. And we're still looking for the big play. And that's fresh in my mind because of last week. If I looked at every game, I might have a different answer. But last week is fresh to me. So that's the biggest problem. To me, it really starts as much in the offensive line as well. But because Russell has the ball every time, i got to put it on him. And so he talked about it. He took took ownership. He's got to play better. He's got to play better because we have the players that we have. It's not going to change. The scheme's not necessarily going to change. It's in his hands to make it work best. And I just want to tell him, just take what the defense gives you. It's okay to every once in a while throw the ball away and punt.
2: I feel you. I think the biggest problem is connecting the first play with the eighth play, connecting the 20th play with the 32nd play, like giving a look and having two or three things off of that and then executing that. Right. You can go in with a plan and say, okay, we're gonna set up this early so we can run it late. You gotta do that, but then you gotta execute. You gotta make the big play. There are a couple plays these past couple weeks where guys just aren't making the play, and then I don't see a a runoff from from the first play. I need play one and I need to play one A, one B and one C. That's how you get defenses kind of backing up and second guessing themselves, and then just making the play. I think your pro bowlers need to play like pro bowlers and the OC, Waldron, needs to connect some plays together and show a look in the second quarter, then boom, show it again in the third in the same situation, and guess what? It's not that play. It's something else off of that. Easier said than done because you get in situations and you might not get in that same situation, but um, that's what I'm seeing. I think that's what's missing right now.
0: It is interesting after I heard you uh, talk that. It really is about just making plays. It's about just being smart. I mean, we're down 3 nothing. We're in field goal range it's third down, not the time, you know, just let's kick the field goal. Let's, let's play it. So um, I'm going to go with you. You won that one. All right. How about this one? And I'm going to, I'm going to throw a little wrinkle on you in this one. And the reason why is Arizona is the 31st ranked rush defense average. In other words, yards per carry. And they're 31st right now. The Seahawks ran the ball They they didn't run it last week at all. I think they went 11 carries uh, for our running backs. Well, the Seahawks run the ball 25 times or more Sunday? I was going to go 20, but I think that one's too easy. Yeah. I want to go to 25.
2: Okay, absolutely not. (laughs) I just don't think they're going to do it. I think they're going to rely on Russell Wilson and DK and Lockett because I think we agree they need to play big to have success. And I just don't know what they have in the backfield. You got Alex Collins, you got DJ, you got Travis, I don't know how much they believe in that. We don't know what the health of Chris Carson looks like. I think they're going to go with their $35 million man and say, look, go ahead and win this ballgame for us.
0: I don't. I'm hearing Pete. I'm hearing Pete say, we got to run it. Matter of fact, I'm going to jam this down, this philosophy down, you guys. Mm -hmm. You know, I kind of gave you some leeway. Like, go ahead and make your best decisions. But when he said, we're not running it enough, Um, I think we'll have success running it, too. They're pretty banged up. They've struggled against the run. I'm going to say they're going to. And I also think here's the other thing: we don't win the games very often when we don't run the ball at least 20, 25 times. That is true. And we have to win this game. It's one of their weaknesses. I think we're going to commit to it. We'll have more balance. Look, is balance here? How many times did Green or did San Francisco run last week against uh, the Rams? Whole lot of. 40 plus times. Whole lot of. And they averaged 3.9 yards per carry. So it wasn't like they were just gashing them, so that's one. Go look at go there. Go look what Arizona does. Go look at Tampa Bay. Go look at Green Bay. Green Bay to me is a great example. They don't put everything on Aaron Rodgers, and so I think we're going twenty five. I think that philosophy. We're technically um, halfway point, right? We're yeah. eight and a half weeks into this. <laughs> Uh, So, I think that philosophy is going to be jammed home.
2: All right, I'm going to go ahead and say you won that one. Thank you. I like that one. Okay, when we return, we'll go inside the film room. We'll break down plays from Trey Brown, Russell Wilson, and Jamal Adams. That is next here on Hawks Live.
1: Hawks Live. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on 710 ESPN Seattle. Hawks
2: Live every Thursday. With me, Michael Bufferson, Paul Moyer. Thursday night, football has concluded. New England Patriots win 25-0. to They beat the Falcons. That's good for the Hawks. Good for the Hawks. Falcons lose. That is good for the Hawks.
0: <laughs> that's, that's crazy talk that we need Atlanta to lose. <laughs> crazy.
2: Hey, we'll take it, Bill. Any way we can get it, we shall take it. But now it's time for us to go into the film room. That's when Paul Moore and I put on our coaches' caps and we break things down. The first play we're going to talk about is Trey Brown. He breaks up a fourth and two against Alan Lazard.
1: Rodgers on a fourth down and two. Takes a shotgun snap. Looks, throws inside. Ball is yes. knocked down. Actually, it's the receiver bounced off the receiver because he was hit so hard by the defensive back, Trey Brown, who just unloaded on Lazard and knocked that ball loose. He was just across the line to make was Lazard. Ball was coming in hot, and Trey Brown got there just at that moment and knocked it down. Huge play for the Seahawks' defense.
0: It's really textbook. I mean, uh, they've got three wide receivers over to the right, empty backfield, they're, they're Aaron's looking for the matchup he wants. They've got uh, two wide receivers over to the left-hand side as it looks uh, from an X and O standpoint. you got Jamal Adams up and does a really good job of getting his hands on the receiver and working over the top because they were trying to work him. That was the initial read. But Jamal took that flat route or arrow route away, and this is where Trey, I've been on him. He's a playmaker. I mean, you the quickness he does here is unbelievable. And the way this is a quick throw. The, no one gets the rid of the ball quicker than Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And he makes a play, and when he puts his feet down and drives on this play, and I've seen this a bunch, he drives to the ball. And that, he's, he's done already a bunch of passes defense because of this huge play in this against, I think, the very best in the game, Aaron Rodgers, at this type of throw, and he outplayed him.
2: Man, what I love about this Boyer is that he played the ball and the man. Not either or. He wasn't just going for the pick. He wasn't just going for the tackle. He goes, look, it's fourth and two. I'm going to make a play. This guy has a great job of feeling the game, right? Feeling Lazar sit down, seeing Aaron Rodgers separate the right hand uh, from the left hand and get into that throwing motion. And then believing in what he's seeing and breaking of the ball, you pointed out something that's Crucial to this as well. Jamal Adams is getting your hands on him, even if it's just a little bit. As a receiver, if you are not going to make me adjust or influence me any kind of way on my route, I'm 100% confident that I'm going to be okay. Jamal does a good job getting hands, getting to that flat. And then Trey Brown, man, is being a ball player and making a technically sound play, which has been a while since we've seen something look like that in the second
0: There's a play. There's part of this play that goes unnoticed. Aaron's not looking at him, but Ryan Neal picks up this deep crossing route. I mean, he does so such a great job. But, you know, they're, they're trying to do a rub route on Jamal Adams and get the tight end into the – would you call it an arrow route into the flat? I don't yep. know what you guys call yep. it. but um, And, again, you're right. It, because he got his hands on the re- receiver and worked over the top, that play was gone, and it gave Trey Brown just enough time to to make a play on it. But that was, that was a really good play by him.
2: Great play by Trey Brown. Next play, Russell Wilson is intercepted in the end zone by Kevin King.
1: Russ takes the shotgun snap, steps up, looks. Now he's got to move. Now he's sliding left again. Now he throws to the goal line, and it's intercepted in the end zone. The ball was on the ground. No, they're saying they are saying it was a touchback. King dropped the ball after he hit the ground, and Russell drives that ball, and he, I don't think he ever saw King as he tried to get it to Medcalf. Three defenders around that one he forced.
2: Right here, we call this an, an orange or an organ. You got outs by the slot. Um, Lockett runs the corner, so does DK. DK runs the post, so they're trying to influence that safety right there. Um, this is just a really bad decision by Russell Wilson. Russell steps up in the pocket. The safeties do a great job of bracketing um, DK. Russell rolls to the left. He says, "Look, the defender had his back to him, that's why he threw the football. But if you're going to throw that football, it's got to be high into the corner, the back of the end zone, to where your six three six four receiver can get it." Um, I just don't know what he was looking at here. This is a month of not playing football, right here, and and I know he looks at this and he's disgusted.
0: Yeah, I, look, it's also part of his nature in that he wants the big play.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you're right, from a decision making standpoint, this was in the first quarter, seven nothing game, three. You know, I'd say we we can live to fight another day. This is a three nothing game in the fourth quarter. I'm in, I mean, actually, he should have been sacked on this play, and they he kind of squirmed out of i wish he had a got sacked <laughs> because <laughs> we, we would have had at least a, a an opportunity to tie the game there um there, there's another thing on this it, it's just a bad decision russ russ knows this i wish travis homer when he leaked out of the backfield i wish he had a followed russ yeah he went the other way the, the middle of the field is wide open i don't know if russ would have seen it but there's no way he's seen it when you're running away from him when russ is running to the left sideline and you're running the middle of the field to the right sideline. Russ can't see that. You they got to mirror that better.
2: Here's the thing, though. As a quarterback, okay, where's my bell out? Where's my outlet? Right, right. If everything's he's gotta, covered, he's got to follow that. That's that's where I go to. So, and that yeah.
0: middle of the field again, any zone, the middle of the field, and sometimes man to man, you can get lost when you sneak a back through the middle of the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can you can lose them, particularly if a a back is or a linebacker somebody's trying to hug you. You can play that, right, where he starts to hug and then, boom, you're out. But in a zone, the middle of the field is usually there's a weakness. So just, Russ, as you're listening to this, I'm just coaching you up, buddy. (laughs) Sure he's listening. Coaching you up.
2: Coaching him up. All right, next play. Jamal Adams intercepts Aaron Rodgers in the end zone.
1: Rodgers steps up in the pocket, looks, gets hit, steps out of a possible sack. Bobby hits him. Ball is in the end zone, and it's picked off. Jamal Adams picks it off. It's intended in the end zone for DeGuara. Rodgers is hit just as he throws the ball by Wagner. It's intercepted to Seahawks. Kill the drive by the Packers and take over the first interception for Adams this season. Well...
0: I don't even know where to describe it. There's a couple good things that happen here. One, you know, Aaron looks to his left, and, and we have that covered. Um, it's a good pass rush, and that's what saves the day because the pass rush got to Aaron Rodgers. And w- we talked about this going to this game. Aaron believes in his arm so much he's going to throw a contested ball. You've mm-hmm. got to come up with it. We're playing a three deep zone. We didn't we didn't really play it very well. It Looks like we actually kind of busted because they run a seam route to our left. The offense is right. Seam routes, the number two receivers running the seam routes, the weakness of a three-deep zone because they can widen the corner. And what they're trying to do is you're trying to throw something in between the free safety and the corner. In this case, you always teach those guys to carry that, to hold that throw off. Otherwise, just an easy touchdown. Uh, Luckily, Aaron wasn't looking to that side. And then when he finally started to scramble and we got good heat on him, he saw somebody flash in the end zone at the last second. Bad decision on his part right after Russell. I mean, we go bang, bang, right? Yeah. Um, and so, and again, it's a good play by Jamal Adams. I mean, that, that's the best he could have done there. Uh, you know, nothing he could have done. and But he made a play in the ball, and that's huge. And you know what's great about this play? It's just the excitement the defense had for Jamal. You know, yeah. they they feel it. They, knew. they want him to, to mm-hmm. have that success. I mean, he's a good locker room guy. The guys like him. And so I do think we're going to see more interceptions from him and his best is
2: still ahead. Still ahead, Morris <laughs> uh, Still ahead. All right, so Aaron Rodgers looks to the left side. You know why? Because Devontae Adams is over there. He goes, look, I'm going I'm to give my guy decision. a chance. And at the same time, you influence that safety. Up top, you got a guy running an out and up, which widens the corner, which you're, you're talking about. By design, you run that out and up to make that corner expand. And then you got the seam route. Um, I think if Ugo, I don't understand why Ugo is flying to the flat right now, just so aggressively. I think that he should be patient, get his hands on that number two receiver, and drop just like you talked about. But this is a great example of how the the front is connected with the back end, because if if that D line does not get pressure on Aaron Rodgers, he's going to flick that wrist, and that thing is gone. So, uh, yeah.
0: Now you're right. There, great pass rushes uh, make up for a lot of deficiencies. <laughs> There's usually somebody open. It's just don't, do you have time? Look, there's five guys out of the backfield. Everybody does this with Russell Wilson. Why didn't Russell see that guy? Because he's looking to the left. Okay. (laughs) That's the fifth option. You have to see the
2: whole field more. You got to see everything.
0: If I'm looking to the left and my fifth option is sitting on the far right side side sideline, I may not get there, particularly if there's a pass rush. And that, as much as anything, saved the day there.
2: All right, D line. You keep doing your thing. We might see Jamal Adams. Get a couple more picks when this thing is all said and done. When we return, we'll go around the NFL. Teddy Bridgewater lets his team down. Have we seen the last of Richard Sherman? Does Le'Veon Bell have anything left in the tank? And we'll sort out the NFC playoff picture. That's next right here on Hawks Live.
0: Stanford's Hawks Live. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on 710 ESPN
2: Seattle. Time to go around the NFL. Top story, at least a top story. Us to Teddy Bridgewater gave up on a fumble that ended in Eagles ended up in the Eagles' touchdown last week, and boy, did it look bad. Here's his explanation on what happened. Yeah, um, man, we watched it today as a team, and um, you know, coach pointed it out that hey, my effort had to be better there, and I, I totally agree. That's not the type of tape that I want to put out there. It's one of those situations where you you get pissed, you know, after you watch it because it's like, you know how much this game means to you. You know, you know, guys out there trying to make a play. It's like you feel like you got a little help running towards the sideline. You try to force a cutback, but in slow, in real time, in slow motion, I'm sorry, in real time, it feels like, hey, everything's happening fast. I should force a cutback. But when you slow it down, it's like, man, Mm -hmm. you know, just give more effort. Mm -hmm. You, You watch it, you walk away from it pissed, you know, at yourself, at the effort. Before you guys jump in, let me just paint the picture a little bit better. So it's a handoff to the running back. It's a short yardage play. The running back fumbles the ball. Darius Slay from the Eagles picks it up and is dancing. I mean, the ball is slipping out of his hands. He's running back and forth. And then finally breaks to the sideline. And Teddy Bridgewater not only has an angle, Slay is running right at him. And as he gets close, he takes one, two steps, makes a clear business decision. Doesn't even try. His running back is going after. He gets tackled. Slay runs it back for a touchdown. And it was one of the worst-looking effort plays I think I've ever seen. Effort. Two things you can control. You know what I'm going to say attitude and effort on the football field. That was bad. Moira, you played the game, you coached the game. How did that thing pan out in the locker room?
0: Um, times have changed <laughs> because <laughs> it's a kindler, gentler world. Of you got to give a better effort. So my last year <clears throat> playing. I had a bunch of stingers going on, and I always tell people, I said, when you get to a point in your career where you're telling yourself, go hit that guy, and it's not like that in slow motion. It's just, i got to go hit that guy. You can't even have that conversation. It's too late. We're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't know what the score is. It's, uh, again, my last year. Quarterback busts the the pocket up the middle, and he's going to score. I mean, he gets – Actually, I thought he was on the goal line because I run up there and then I see the goal line. And so I pull up because he's right there at the goal line. It wasn't the goal line. It was the extra point line. Mm. And, oh, man, it looked bad because it looks like I pulled up on him. But they had the exact same markings, only it's you know, a six-inch you know, marking compared to the end zone. Yeah. But sub, subconsciously, something made me do that. I don't know what. Man, let me tell you what, when I and I knew how bad it was going to look, because I all sudden I realized he wasn't in the end zone. You try to go home and watch it and you go, oh, this is going to be bad. It's going to be bad in the film room. And they made a point. So we're just with the DBs. Thank God Uh, they could have done it in front of the whole team. That would have been horrible. But Joe Vitt, you know, I'm very close with man. He ripped me and he had to. I mean, you you, you can't accept that. I mean, I turned down a hit never done that in my career. It looked horrible. He, you know, he's from Philly, and, I mean, he, he, yes, there's lots of languages I can't use on this one. <laughs> uh, it, it hurt, but I had to accept it, and I didn't even say it. I, t- I didn't even try to make an excuse. I told him, I remember going in the shower afterwards, and, man, I was just, my head was down. He came in there and, like, patted me on the back. He goes, I had to do that. He goes, you know, mm-hmm. we, we, you can't have that, you know, what's going on. And I re- that was really when I started to realize that my career is over, I got a couple of herniated discs. But today they don't do that. It's hey, you got to give a better effort. Mine was if you don't want to play, <laughs> there's guys who want to play in this league. They're giving a net. This it was brutal. That was the that's actually the worst moment in my career.
2: Did you guys win that game?
0: Nope. We matter of fact, we lost every year in Kansas City until the one where Derek Thomas missed the eighth sack of the game and we threw mm-hmm. basically a Hail Mary to Paul Scanzi to beat him. No, we did not. It was a closer game. We probably still lost by double digits. And that touchdown, actually, the game was it was it put it out of reach anyways. But I just knew what that was. You never want to be called a coward. Yeah. And football, no, you don't want to say you've ever turned down a hit, especially in the goal line. I tell people goal line is Oklahoma drill. It's it's no longer form tackle. It's sellout time. It's man against man.
2: Throw your body in there.
0: Yep. And it, when you turn that down, that's career ending. It really is. And it's 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 hard to live with that.
2: Unless you're a quarterback, as Teddy Bridgewater is still going to play He's not paid football. to hit nobody. No, nah, but still. But you still got to give half. You, you made the point um, during the the post game show on Sunday. You're still a football player, right? Yeah. You still played this game. At some point, Teddy played on the field at some point of his career. He's capable. He, he's capable. Of, just throw your body in there, or like Nassichobi, our producer, says, give the old kicker effort. Throw, throw your body in like Olay, like throw your arms in there, and, and give the look. I tried, but I just don't have this in me. That reminded me of Janikowski against the Raiders, I think it was. Oh, that was bad, one. When you? he just bowed out, and he goes, look. Nah, he just kind of jogged off. I don't, like, want, I don't want none of that.
0: I've had coaches tell their kickers, hey, after you kick it, Jog off the field. Really? Yeah, yeah, you're more important to keep you healthy. I need you to kick the ball. So it's going to be 10 versus 11. What um, is this?
2: We were playing soccer? You got a red card?
0: What look, the I'm not saying I liked it. I'd never had a coach do it in the, my teams, but I've seen teams do that. Um, quarterback, same way. It's awfully valuable position. What I All I would tell Teddy in that situation is, look, you can make an effort to just at least try to pull him down, grab yeah. his jersey. Mm-hmm. Heck, in those situations, grab his face mask. We'll take the 15-yard penalty. At least we'll get him down.
2: All right. Moving on. Richard Sherman was placed on IR on Wednesday. He got hurt during warm-ups, man. And Richard's had an interesting year. Um, He goes down to Tampa Bay where everyone goes to retire, win championships. Is this the last we've seen of good old Richard Sherman?
0: I think so. Uh, And it's not that um, he couldn't get healthy and and still play in this league. But once you start the injury bug, when you're older – it just doesn't get better. It's it's really hard. I, I you know again basketball. LeBron James right now. I'm concerned that you know he he's gonna it, it, the injury bug's starting to hit. It's just you get older. It's just hard to recover, and it your body starts compensating for things. And when he's got everything, he's got you know knee. He's got Achilles. He's got hamstring. Those are all connected to each other. Yep. And then all of a sudden something overcompensates, and a lot of times you end up blowing a knee out on the other side because it's overcompensating so much he's got enough money he's had a fun he's got a hall of fame career it's time
2: it's time for him to go
0: I th- what do you think
2: yeah i think it is and he plays a position where you're reacting like you're not controlling the situation really you're backpedaling you're reacting to what the offense is doing uh yeah i think it's time like you said man great career i'm sure you think he gets into the ring of ring of honor up here
0: i do i i think he does and i don't think. I mean. I, from our group, um, you know, Bobby Wagner's going in, mm-hmm. uh, K.J. Wright's going or, or maybe, we'll see, uh, Cam Chancellor's yeah. going in. I don't think Earl's getting in. No. I don't. Uh, we'll see what happens to his career. But I really believe the honor part is so important, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and to me- Marshawn? Tougher. Yes, um, certainly, yes, well, yes, yes, yes,
2: yes, and yes, I think.
0: Well, hang on. I'm- but, and um, maybe <laughs> longevity matters. Um, I, yeah, I think so. It's just, we have so many people to put into the ring of honor.
2: So many in the, from the last 10 years, Doug.
0: Well, you got Doug. I mean, let me, let me go back. Uh, we got Sean Alexander. I mean, does he get in night to me? He, he had, should have
2: been in by now though.
0: Well, Matt Hasselbeck just got in.
2: Yeah. But wasn't he here before? Nah, no, that was here before in, him. It yeah. came
0: in about the same time. Uh, matter of matter fact, 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 when we drafted, uh, Sean, we were, I, I think the stadium was being built, and we, they were over at University of Washington that first year. Mm-hmm. So, they, they, same career time. Uh, obviously, Matt played a lot longer. Maybe you're waiting for them to retire. I just think, look, it's just, we just got Mike Holmgren in, right? I mean, the, the, Hutch. Uh, you know, we got Sean Alexander. Um, there's some guys still from my time that potentially and then you got obviously this whole era of Russell Wilson and Sh- you know Sherman and Bobby and KJ and uh, you know Marshawn it's
2: going to be crowded in that ring man
0: very very crowded so they can't put him in every year um i think if i think if Sherman if Earl gets in man it's going to be 15 20 years mm. i believe and you know i mean uh Kenny easily went through it you know there there was some uh, friction there they had an issue you know and i think with the way earl went out that's a friction that's an it may change ownership or a regime change before he gets in is all i'm thinking and
2: he also got into a, a little bit of trouble
0: that's the honor part
2: yeah the honor i think that's that's a big point the honor mm-hmm. right you have to have a certain type of reputation that will accelerate the process mm-hmm. for you but if you have uh some off the field issues it might affect you a little bit.
0: You can be a great player. I mean, that that's number one. Or you got to be great at what you do. Whether you're an announcer or a coach, you got to have that success. But I can't go and do that. I just, to me, it would be awkward. I just think the way he left, the way he gave the bird, um, you know, just that part, and then you know the off-field incidents. I, I think it's going to be tough for him to get in.
2: All right, we shall see. Time will tell. Okay, when we return, we'll give you our final thoughts and keys to victory. That's next on Hawks Live. Hawks live every Thursday from seven to nine live on air on 710 ESPN Seattle. Welcome back to Hawks live. It's almost time to put a bow on this thing and say goodnight. But before we do, we got some things to talk about, man. These Arizona Cardinals is going to be a tough game. They're eight and two. Seems like they're getting healthy. Signs are pointing towards Kyler Murray being available. It doesn't look like D'Andre Hopkins will be available. They still have A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore. Um James Conner on defense, you got Buda Baker, you got Murphy, you got Simmons, you got Marcus Golden with nine sacks, Mm -hmm. I I guess Chandler Jones, Chandler Jones got
0: six, but only one since the opener when he had five.
2: Yeah, he's been banged up a little bit. I think he's only played in five or six games this year. Good, keep him off the field. (laughs) But these guys are good, these guys are tough, and they are undefeated on the road this year. That is key.
0: I'd rather be playing them in Arizona, we travel well. Yeah. Common theme here, buddy. Another tough game. Another we've tough had a tough schedule. Mm-hmm. I mean, outside of Jacksonville, who's played decent. You know, I think they're two and two of the last four games. Um, you know, Indies, I mean, go look at our schedule. I mean, it's a tough schedule, and we've been in every game. And I'm gonna even say Minnesota. We've been in every game. Yeah, we gave up the lead, seventeen to seven. We've had a chance to win in the fourth quarter. Every game this year, so we're competitive. We're just not finding ways to close it. We're gonna win this game. And
2: so so you're gonna pick the Hawks to win yep, on Sunday.
0: I, I'm so I'm gonna help you out already because I'm me? destroying everybody on game predictions <laughs> with six wins this facts, year. Facts. Um
2: awesome. I,
0: I didn't have a good feeling in any of the games before. Mm-hmm. And I've picked the other teams. I'm telling you the Hawks are gonna win this one. As long as DeAndre Hopkins doesn't play. <laughs> 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 and he's not gonna play.
2: Oh, we gotta wait. All right, it, no, it's, geez, it's, we're
0: gonna win this game. We're going okay. to we're playing well enough defensively. Kyler Murray is not at his best. Um I I think we'll be I think we'll take care of that. Their defense is banged up. Um we're going to play better. It, if, it
2: should be a low score. If game. Chris Carson does not play, you still feel the same way.
0: I'm not counting on Chris Carson this year. Uh I I know neck injuries. It's what put me in the retirement world. Um they're they're tricky. Um and if it's if it's not developing because of treatment and things like that, you know, it often means there's another level. I mean, it's possible surgery. They're going to shut them down for the year. So I'm not optimistic and I have no knowledge other than history and uh, necks are tricky. And I just, you know, just the Pete part, well, we'll know more and and we'll, we'll know more, but I'm not counting on them. I mean, I think Allen's Collins will be fine. Again, I'd love for Penny at some point to step up. They're not a good run defense. They're not. They're not. We have to take advantage of that. And I think we will.
2: Run that rock with Alex Collins and Travis Homer, DJ Dallas. We're not counting on Chris Carson, unfortunately. Throwing the football, I think we both agreed that DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett need to have big games. Gerald Everett is your third leading receiver right now. He has 22 for 198 and a touchdown. Last game he had
0: six. No, didn't he have eight?
2: Eight, sorry, eight. He, had eight he was receptions my key last hawk. Year. Was he your key
0: hawk? was my MVP, but hey, he was my key. Like
2: hook. like I tell you every week, if you need a pat on the back, no, I, got, I got you, bro. I got I
0: got me covered. Got
2: you <laughs> 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 is balling this year. He's killing us in the games. He's kicking picking just, the, the I, key hawks, man. I mean, I life, life re- is good for you, man. Life is good. It's good. Just, for just you celebrated thirty two years of marriage yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. Goodness, man.
0: And you've got a big playoff game against Mount Spokane this Mount week. Mount Spokane. And uh, Eastside Catholic. East. There's there's some big games coming up here. There's
2: yeah, some big games coming up. Nothing bigger than the Cardinals and the, and the Seahawks, though, man. If they if they do not win this game, I'm going to say playoff hopes are gone. They're gone.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, here's why. We, there's four winnable games. All right, put you at seven. I mean, you've got to get. You got to go beat somebody. You got to we have to beat Arizona at least one of these two. Mm-hmm. We're at home. We're healthier than they are. Forget how we've played. we have play. We got to go win that game. And if we do, the, the schedule sets up nicely for us to get a run. But I'm not confident beating anybody. Chicago, Houston, maybe Houston, but now every game's tough. Everyone.
2: Yep. Yeah, every game is going to be a tough one here. Defensively, though. I think that's the bright spot, right? This defense is playing well. They're going to have their hands full this week. Um, we're going to see if Trey Brown can continue to develop as a young corner. DJ Reed has had a good game. Diggs is doing what he does. Jamal Adams, according to Moore, we have not seen the best of Jamal Adams yet, so we're looking for him to do things. And then the wild card, the guy off the bench, Ryan Neal. Mm-hmm. I mean, he if he can come in and make three or four plays a game, whether it be special teams or one or two on, on the defense, those are the – I think those are like the X factors, the deciding factors, right? We've said it all year. You're pro bowlers, and you play like pro bowlers, but then you need guys like Ryan Neal and Ugo Amadi to step in and make a little splash out there to keep things interesting.
0: Yeah, the pro bowlers, you know, again, we got to step up. I mean, DK Metcalf mentioned something. I think it was, I don't know if it was in a press conference or after, that, hey, we got to get the ball to our playmakers. And I agree, but you guys got to make plays. I mean, you got to make every catch. You got to get open on defense, man. You know our pro bowlers can't just play the game. You got to play great. Because I, I, here's what I do like. I really feel like we got playmakers in the secondary. Mm-hmm. Both corner. I think Trey Brown adds a dimension for us. Diggs, we know what we're getting there. Jamal is starting. You know, again, he's been playing really good. Throwing Ryan Neal. Um, you know, you got Bobby. You got you know Jordan Brooks. You know, those are those are playmakers.
2: Did we forget about? Daryl Taylor, it's been a while since he's recorded a sack, right? He was a guy we were really
0: um, – I still am.
2: Well, well, yeah, we are. But, you know, he had that injury in Pittsburgh, I believe it was, and they had to stay out a week, then he comes back. He's got to get going as well. Rasheem Green, second on the on the team with three sacks. He could have had a couple last year. I mean, last week. Alden Robinson has been developing a little bit. I mean, again, names that aren't household names, but names that are vital to the success of this football team.
0: You know, Murray's been sacked 18 times and that's in what he, I don't know how many games he's missed. He missed just one game. Missed two, I believe. Missed two. I mean, so, you know, that's a high sack rate uh, for, for anybody, even for Russell at that point. So there's some opportunities there. Um, I hope he doesn't play. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I like our chances a lot better, but I, I feel better. I feel like, hey, we had a bad game, but we've got everybody. We're healthy. We know what we're going to get from Ross, so we're not going to get another one of those. I mean, we had that conversation, but I don't think we're going to have another game like he played last week. We're going to run the ball. We're going to be efficient. The crowd's going to be loud. We're going to win the game. We're going to go to four and six and we're going to be right back in this playoff hunt.
2: Boom. Positive vibes only here on Hawks. Live, Man, special thanks to Darren Urban, Ryan Neal, and John Clayton for joining us. Board operator Nick Krasia and our executive producer Nash Echoby. The Seahawks pregame show is live this Sunday starting at 10 a.m. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Bumpus with Paul Moore. We'll be back next week right here on Hawks Live. Hawks Hawks Live, Live.
0: every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on 710 ESPN Seattle. Download the 710 Sports app to
1: get breaking news notifications on the Hawks and read the latest analysis on the Hawks at 710sports.com.